0: Doing
1: Doc? I need fuel. Mm-hmm. Give me fuel, take a flash, hit me trades and out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Fuel. We have some news mm-hmm. to talk about and hopefully not too much depressing news to talk about because we're going <laughs> to eventually talk about all the players that have opted out and why they've opted out and all that good jazz because it is going to affect some people, so yep. we got to talk about it. But first, we do have some actual news. Um, the first one we're just going to go ahead and do. And now it's time for TWAT. This week's Antonio Troubles. I was going to do one last week, and I forgot to put it in there, and then we got a little bit more news, so it was worth the wait. (laughs) But it's never over with Mr. Big Chest. Never does seem like Uh, it. After we announced that he announced again that he announced his retirement, he decided he didn't want to retire and asked the league to finish off his... um, uh investigation and they did like almost immediately after he asked again Mm -hmm. and they are now suspending him for eight games of the 2020 season if we have eight games i don't know how that's gonna work all that good jazz but antonio brown can be on a team after the eighth (laughs) week of 2020 where's he gonna land tom uh (laughs) I have no idea. And I really don't care right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, we'll just wait. We, we can just keep using that bump. And Antonio Troubles will last or at least eight weeks into the season. Who knows what he's going to say during the them eight weeks? So, uh, yeah.
0: He, he was probably going to reach out and tell multiple teams, come and get me. Like, I'm best mm-hmm. friends with M- Lamar Jackson. You need to sign me, Baltimore. <laughs> so, yeah. But I just, I had to get that out of the way because it's one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of the week when we actually get one. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, let's see. David Joko, who requested a trade earlier this summer, <laughs> said he had some good meetings with the New Browns organization, including GM Andrew Barry and, he decided to give the team his full commitment right now and just go from there. <sighs> <laughs>
1: that just means nobody was willing to, or even looking at you in a trade. No. And so he's like, you know what? Never mind. I yeah. think I, I, I really do want to stay here. You guys are awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh man. That's what and he's saying. You know, I've had some time to reflect and I just, <laughs> I think the best decision for me is to stay at Cleveland Brown. Although I'm not sure anybody has ever said that before, no, this might that, be the that first that time ever. Was like, been... you know, I'm going to give the Browns my full commitment. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Browns are a winning team, so I just I feel good about staying here.
0: Right, right, right. Although yeah. I I don't remember even hearing any rumors about any teams being interested no, in David and Joe. Really... and I assume there would be a couple. Be like, well, I'm sure they tossed
1: it up. In in their own meetings, right? You say, "What about this guy? He's uh, saying he wants to get out." No, no, we're we're fine. We're good.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) I don't. I don't even want to talk about the next one because I'm already excited enough. But (laughs) offensive coach. uh, I don't even know what his real title is anymore. He's like assistant to Doug Peterson, who just tested positive for COVID. Doug Peterson did. (laughs) So that was a great start to the week. Uh, But his assistant, Deuce Staley, is uh, pretty excited about Miles Sanders handling Mm. a full workload. We don't need to monitor his touches, he says. You put him in and you let him go. Uh, We've heard that before in a different manner. I think the last time we heard something like that is you give him the ball until he throws up. Was that the one about C.J. Spiller? (laughs) I hope we don't go down the same route as C.J. Spiller because I am really excited about Miles Sanders. Oh, absolutely. And I've been on the train for Miles
1: Sanders for a little while now. Obviously, he hasn't been in the league very long. so. But after you know watching last year and whatnot, he looks like he's got everything that the Eagles need in a running back. And I think it's about time they get somebody they can actually trust in. So I think it's going to be a good fit for them. And honestly, out of all the offensive players, other than maybe Wentz, I probably trust in him the most. Yeah,
0: he, he looks like he's putting in the work. I mean, we have talked about it before. He said he's shooting to be MVP of the league. So, I mean, <laughs> if that's your, what your work ethic's going to be, perfect. Yeah. I'll take you. Yeah. I mean, it may not you know completely translate to a great fantasy player, but I will take mm-hmm. that focus and commitment any day of the week. Uh, on the other side of the ball, the Chargers' uh, Joey Bosa has reached an agreement on a five year, $135 million extension that ties him to the charges for the next six years. $78 million fully guaranteed at signing and $102 million guaranteed overall. That's ridiculous. Wow. I mean, Joey Bose is awesome, but holy yeah, crap. Like, yeah, you are guaranteed $102 million right now. What? Yeah. It seems like
1: every year it gets more and more for every single player. We're just sitting here thinking, man, I'm never even going to come close to that <laughs> amount of money. But Joey Bosa, when it comes to the NFL, I don't know if he's worth that yet, but he's he is spectacular. I mean, just watching him play, is just, it's really quite amazing. You haven't seen somebody like that in quite a while, and he's got a long career ahead of him. So I completely understand why they wanted to sign him long-term. So
0: they paid the money to get him long-term? I, I understand that. And speaking of the defensive side of the ball, somebody that is eventually going to get paid, uh, Jamal Adams, just going to the Seahawks, Mm -hmm. he has just been quoted as saying, um, I'd love to be here in New York. I'd love to be a part of the, Oh, this is earlier. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just like, what I'd about? love to be a part of this organization. It's my calling. This is my calling, man. I'm here to stay and I'm excited to be a Seattle Seahawk. <laughs> so, yeah, know, yeah, sure. it's one of those things, but he's going to command a pretty hefty price tag. too. I don't know if it's five years, 135 million, but last we heard, wasn't it upwards of 20 million per that he was looking yeah, for? He wanted a lot. I don't remember the
1: exact amount that I saw before, but it was a lot of money. And obviously, I think he is the best safety in the league. I don't know how many times I've said that. But and I think, I don't know if it's deserving to get that kind of money as a safety. It's kind of crazy. Right. But he's definitely worth having on your team. But the only problem is, didn't he say something similar to that when he was on the Jets? Like, yeah. I want to stay here for my whole career or something like that. Well, guess what happened? He He decided that's not. That's not something he wanted. So, yeah, yeah, I just don't trust in his word. And if I was a Seahawks fan, I'd be kind of nervous <laughs> later on. If, if something happens and you guys have a bad year or a couple bad years, maybe he just wants to go somewhere else.
0: I mean, if the Seahawks are having bad years, they're going to have plenty to complain There's about already yeah. because they're, they're yeah. not used to having bad years for – Quite a while for basically as long as Russell Wilson has been with the team, and even before that, they weren't horrible. They probably had a yeah. couple bad years here and there, but yeah. So, uh, what else do we got here? You know, CJ Mosley. I mean, we're going to talk about it on the Back Row Jets Show. That right now is probably the biggest player to opt out. We're going to get uh, mm-hmm. all the rest of them right here, but he literally signed a five-year, eighty-five million million dollar deal. In March of 2019, it'll be September of 2021 before he plays his third game for the Jets. And I understand his family's got health issues, so it's completely understandable why he's doing it. But as a Jets fan, I know it is just deflating to see your best defender go, and then your second-best defender opt out after having an injury-plagued first season. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, I
1: mean, obviously, we're going to talk about it on the Back Row Jets show, but it is just not something <laughs> I was expecting to begin with. I was just thinking, I was actually pretty, you know, happy about where the Jets were, yeah. and then that happens, and I'm just like, this <laughs> sucks. Like, I wanted to see him play. I barely got to see it last year, and I wanted to just see him play some more. And, you know, maybe our defense could step up. You know, we didn't lose a lot with Adams we got a lot in return so I was happy about that sure. but now when you we lose in Mosley you don't really get anything in return I mean obviously we're going to talk about the guy who's going to replace him on the back row Jets so, so stick around mm-hmm. if you're watching on Twitch you can definitely find out what we think about the guy that's going to replace him but it's just it sucks <laughs> it sucks that it happened I again we understand why he's opting out. It's not a problem personally, but when it comes to football as a fan, you're just sitting there thinking, man, I really wish he could have stayed. Right. They would have been able to stay. Yeah.
0: Well, on upside news for you. And I know a few other people, including network who does the back row Raiders show rookie wide receiver. Brian Edwards is apparently ready to go. I know you're yeah. high on him, and networks yeah. talked about him before, so there there could be some excitement in the wide receiver core over for the Raiders there, if Derek Carr can get back to being a good <laughs> quarterback. still kind it's of funny out on that one. I, There's a
1: lot of guys on the Raiders wide receiver wise that I'm sitting there like, okay, I like this guy, I like this guy, I like this guy. Wait, this is all one team. One team. <laughs> one of these guys isn't going to hit. That's <laughs> so right. I got to pick and choose one of the guys I actually want to to be good. But I, 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 I'm before the draft. I loved Brian Edwards, and I thought he was a, a, a basically a back end first round pick. And the fact that I th- honestly, it's weird because I think that the Raiders actually drafted fairly decent oh, yeah, when it comes five sure. receivers, but. The rest of it, I mean, I understand why they kind of think, wow, what's going on here? We're drafting two wide receivers and I, I understand the Raiders concerns, but I actually looking back at their draft, I didn't mind their their picks. I mean, because they got, what, two wide receivers in the first two rounds or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And, yeah, and I just it's weird to think that that's what I wanted the Jets to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, I'm happy with obviously getting the offensive lineman that we have because I think he's going to be spectacular. But I was really kind of my heart was aiming for two wide receivers. So I was expecting something like that to happen to the Jets, but it actually happened to the Raiders.
0: Yep. Now we'll stay with rookie news and Joe Burrow arriving at Cincinnati camp, and he's quoted as saying, I think we're going to have one of the best receiving cores in the league. And just on the surface, you're like, yeah, all right, whatever. He's just kind of talking up his teammates. But then you really – If you look at wide receiver core for the Bengals, if you really look at it, obviously A.J. Green was hurt last year. But Mm -hmm. he did, in my opinion, the right thing in just staying out and getting absolutely 100% healthy in a bust of a year. Uh, Then you got Tyler Boyd, who has been a great number two. A little bit of injuries here and there, getting banged up, not playing full games and whatnot, but, you know, whatever. And then, mm-hmm. you know, John Ross can still be a, a surprise yep. once in a while. Auden Tate is them. somebody a lot of people are still high on. And then you're throwing in another one of your guys, T. Higgins, yeah. at the back end. Yeah. You're thinking T. Higgins is in that 3, 4, or 5 category for the Bengals. That That is looking really good. I was higher on T. Higgins than I was on
1: Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards, to me, was under the radar because he had a injury in college. So people were just kind of like, oh, I don't know how he's going to bounce back from that and all that. So I knew he was still going to be good as long as the injury never really affected him. But T. Higgins is one of them guys that, just was going under the radar for some reason. And I'm just like, this guy can't go under the radar. He's amazing. Right. Have you watched his film? Cause I just watched a few highlights and said, this guy's, this guy's awesome. And then you're looking at the stats and everything that he has uh, put together there. It's just, uh, this is a really good pick. And then all of a sudden he goes in the first or the second round with the first pick. And I'm just like, yep, I was right. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was listening to me. Unless of course
0: the Bengals don't know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that right now because it's not like the Bengals have been a scary football team over the past yeah, you know, 20 years, but mm-hmm. it's not like they haven't made the playoffs before and they have been able to get there. And yeah. it, obviously the AFC North has the Ravens, so there's going to be a lot mm. of uh, tough. tough games. Ben Roethlberger is back, so the Steelers mm-hmm. should be a winning team again and then of course the (laughs) cleveland browns are still the cleveland browns until they prove me wrong so that's all i'm gonna say about that but that division they're gonna play tough games against each other it'll actually Mm -hmm. it could be some very good football to watch if we have football to watch um i wouldn't skip past that browns bengals game like i would have flipping through all the games you know like on sunday ticket or whatever i'd actually stop and watch that one for a little bit just to see what's going on like you know what there's there's some potential good guys here we could be talking about browns bengals rivalry for the next 10 years if everybody stays and they play up to their potential but you know Mm. we'll see um (laughs) anyway we will move on to the meat of the topic today I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because it is kind of disheartening to see the amount of players that are opting out of the NFL for the 2020 season. And we're not done yet because I thought it was going to be tomorrow, the deadline, but apparently it has been extended to Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So we still have Mm -hmm. three more days, basically. They've given them a little bit longer of a window, which I think is only fair to let of them course. make a decision, yeah. not like, oh, you've got to do it tomorrow. Like, we just started training camp, and stuff hasn't really started getting in the works yet, and we don't know how everything is going to work out and whatnot. But mm. on top of it, the uh, uh, there was an interview done with Odell Beckham a couple of yeah. weeks ago. I want to preface that this was a couple of weeks ago before <laughs> – the NFL and the NFLPA agreed on how to move forward with everything. So right now, Odell Beckham says he saw how safe the Browns facility was and he has no plans of opting out. But the article that just came out said, he said the NFL should cancel the season because the owners don't see us as human. <sighs> <laughs> uh, so so is he going to opt out then? Like. I don't. He says he's not going to. After he went to the Browns facility and saw how well they were dealing with it and all that okay. kind of stuff. Now I understand. But now I understand what you're saying there. Yes, okay. yes. But as of two weeks ago, before the mm-hmm. NFL and players agreed on everything. He was just throwing it out there. They don't care about us at all. They don't even see us as human <laughs> beings, which there's probably quite a few of us that have a job, like a real truth to that. job out there that doesn't pay us millions of dollars. Right. That We're like, man, management just doesn't even see me as a real person. They just see me as a number. And blah, blah, blah. That's true. Which, so That's I, true. I can understand where Odell is coming from, but at the same time, you were given a choice to opt out and not work for an entire year and get $150,000. I know that's chump change to your $15 million a year contract, but that's more than I make in a year, and you can just quit your job. And then Mm -hmm. you'll definitely be able to get another job next year in the same place in the same spot for millions of dollars. Yeah, and even if
1: I wasn't going to get paid millions of dollars the next year, I'd still quit my job to get (laughs) $150,000. It, and just be like, all right, I'll find something else. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, 150,000 goes a long way. I'll work
0: on my Fortnite game for the next year. Something, you know, <laughs> stupid like that. Um, but anyway, they, it was. I just wanted to make sure that everybody realized that he has changed his tone after being yeah. in the facility and stuff. Maybe a little ray of sunshine for us. Maybe they are actually doing everything they can. But it let's is, hope so It's been hard to watch uh, the baseball doing what it's doing and yeah. the NBA is not the same NBA. I watched a couple of games on it Sunday and it does not even feel close to what an no. NBA game should be. It feels like they're just really, out there going through the motions
1: it, I mean obviously we're gonna go I'm gonna talk about the NBA this is not an NBA show but that's fine. I'm a Bucks fan, so I was really excited this year because the Bucks were doing uh, yeah. <laughs> great. And, and so, all of a sudden, this happens. And now, of course, there's going to be an asterisk next to this season, no matter what happens. Even if the Bucs win at all, which I'm still hoping they win at all, but I watched just like two minutes of it, and I'm just like, I can't do this. It's, it just, it's hard. It felt like a scrimmage mm-hmm. game. It didn't feel like a real game. It just... I mean, they don't even have to play right now. They got their number one seed basically locked up, yeah. if not locked up. So, they probably don't even have to do anything. They, they could just bench their players, get a couple of guys to practice in and whatever whatever else, but it just didn't feel like the NBA at all. And I'm going to keep going on a different sport. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is it's weird, but it does tie into fantasy football. But I was talking to somebody. I don't play fantasy baseball, but – I would love to someday you when know, I get the time and whatnot. But I was talking to somebody uh, at my job, and he plays fantasy baseball, and he said, "This really sucks. I got players on a team that hasn't that haven't played. Oh, so right, I'm right. So I'm getting crushed this week because they're not even playing. I got like three guys on one of these teams, and they're not playing because of the their games have been suspended. Yep. Or like, imagine if you got somebody like Cespedes or Lorenzo Cain, right, and you got them on your team, and now they're opting out. What do you do? You're in a really bad situation. So it ties into fantasy football. Yep, because I mean, there's not going to be opting out during the season, but there might be people. Well, there, people that there say, still "You know through it, it's not what? like
0: I mean, there could be people like you know what, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable yeah. anymore, and they could just be like, I'm not playing anymore this the season. They might not get any opt out money or whatever it is. Yeah, nothing sure. guaranteed, yeah. but I guarantee you. If it's bad enough, people will just be like, Nope, I'm done with the season. I don't care. And I I honestly thought
1: that the MLB was just gonna, you know, up and say, This is it, we're done. But obviously they're money hungry. They're mm. gonna try and get as much money as they can for this season. Which I understand to a certain degree, but at yeah. the same time, whatever. But um yeah, I just think that it's gonna be very interesting when the when the NFL starts up because who are who are these people when they're in contact with another team and you don't know whether or not they have it, you know, obviously they're going to get tested like before every game, but like somebody like, you know, uh, your head coach, uh, Doug Peterson, yeah. he got tested obviously before they went all into camp and whatnot. And he had it, he had probably didn't even know he had it. And then, you know, who did he talk to and how is right. this going to, you know, go down the line on that football team? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it stops with him. Who knows? I don't know. But it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure some of these players are probably like, just give it to me now so I don't have to worry about it during in season. Well, like, <laughs> like, uh, Cowboys running back. Who is that? And I can't, I uh, see, he already has it. I assume he's saying, all right, I Already had, I'm good. I'm good to go for the rest of the season. So that does kind of up his value in fantasy football, too. Like, well, if Chris McCaffrey gets it, then maybe I want to just go ahead and get somebody who I know isn't going to have it. But I mean, that's a complete side topic. It, you know, it is and it on. isn't
0: because we, we're we talking about this in relevance to fantasy football. Yeah. And it, it's just it's something you never thought you would think about okay, this guy got a virus and was knocked out for two weeks. Maybe, you know, most of these guys, they're young, they're in shape, they can battle through it, and they won't have any lasting effects. Maybe it doesn't matter that they're young and strong and healthy. Maybe it's going to ravage Christian McCaffrey's lungs where he cannot breathe the same again, and then we never get to see the full potential out of Christian McCaffrey ever again. Heaven forbid, let's not even think about that. But you know, it's it's one of those things that and network is saying there's still a possibility that they could get it again. We really don't know how long the antibodies last and everything like that. So there's a possibility that as early as Zeke got it, maybe four games into the season, if we make it that far, he can get it again. I don't know. And we don't know and that's you know kind of what we're going to that talk is- about and part of what we want to talk about is should we even bother with much fantasy football <laughs> this year like it's going to be such a pain if you were a commissioner to come up with will we have a winner this year if we play such a amount of games i'm actually just in discussions now with our flag league with the little commissioner council about what we're going to do How many games we can say is a full season, or if we can't have a playoff, should we even count a winner? Because the league that this is molded after is about making the playoffs and having a tournament style to have a winner. Mm -hmm. Yep. If we can't have a playoff structure, like, they're going to say, oh, well, we're only going to play eight football games this year in the NFL. We could be like, uh, I guess we're having a four-week regular season <laughs> and a four-week <laughs> playoff. Like, we, but that's not how it's going to happen. No. And uh, for lesser leagues, if you still just want to have some fun, obviously you can still have an overall winner if you're just okay with somebody being the most overall points or the best record yeah. or whatever it is after a number of games. But you got to talk about it now, guys. Every one of you has to talk about it right now and get something locked down. And once I get it figured out in the flag league, I will put out what we decided on. And maybe that will help other people make a decision on how their leagues are going to be ran and how they're (laughs) going to decide a winner if they are going to at all.
1: Yeah. Can I make an, a suggestion about the flag league? Real no, quick? not at all. Uh, okay. Darn it. No, I'm, right. I'm still going to do it anyway. Okay. But uh, let's say there it is. They say it's only going to be eight weeks and then we'll have a playoff, you know, system after that. We could do an eight week season and then have a completely separate playoff bracket for all the teams that actually made the playoff. Cause I'd be okay with having teams that have eight, games like say i'm seven and one or six and two and i make the playoffs i'd be okay with having a completely separate draft for just the playoff team yes that's what i was
0: going to suggest as well yeah. so that we at least have some kind of well your team wasn't good but you don't just get a random draft pick next year i don't want it to be that way because the league was yeah. based on worst uh, well, potential points, basically worst record, but with the least amount of points scored and all that kind of stuff, and they need to have a better shot at a higher draft pick. It, it should not yeah, be I mean, completely random unless it's like we only play two games and something catastrophic happens. Like Then there's no real way like, well, he was 1-1, one and one, I was 0-2, and, and you were 2-0, and 0, so that means the 0-2 <laughs> team gets the hot. N- no, it doesn't necessarily mean you had the worst team going in. You could have went, you know. 10 and 0 in your next 10 games but you know that's neither here nor there um yeah, one I, I do out. like Seth's suggestion but I don't know how it would actually be able to be done in leagues that are already set up he's suggested that leagues should be going for best ball or an all play record and I like that idea yeah. but it would basically force me to redo the entire league for one year for one year hopefully one year who knows right of course of <laughs> course so I, I don't know what to think about that i will maybe float the suggestion in the emails that are going back and forth right now just to see if maybe there's a, an easy way to do it i i think maybe the best ball one could be done easier and i know we could do all play but that's not how yeah. this league was set up that would be no not at all too much i think off the beaten path for how we liked that league to go. But Mm -hmm. anyway, you had something to um, add?
1: No, just getting back to the people that opted out. I just, you know, originally when I saw the list, and obviously when I saw that Mosley was opting out, I was crushed and I'm just sitting there thinking like, this sucks. I almost didn't even want football to happen (laughs) at that point. Like I am back to my normal reality and I was like, okay, I still want football, but it just, it, it gave me this sense of just, just cancel, just cancel it. And just cancel baseball, just cancel basketball. I don't care anymore. Like I had the horrible attitude about it because I just was like, I just can't stand it, but I'm back to reality. (laughs) I still want football. It just sucks that when you see some of these guys and some of these guys, you know, have been around for a little while and you, you know who they are and it's just, you're sitting there thinking, man, that guy could have been really good on that team. We don't know yet. Yeah. Because, like, well, I don't, you haven't mentioned it yet, but the Packers, I know my, my son, or my son, my brother, um, was kind of excited about having, you know, Funches on the team. You know, maybe he's the key to help Rodgers and, you know, get Adams a little more open. And, you know, I know how you feel about Funches yes, and do. everything, but <laughs> it could have been something. You Now we'll never know because Funches yes. is opting out. It was an unknown. I, was, I
0: think he only signed a one-year deal, too. So we don't even know if he. Why would the Packers want to re-sign him again next year if you weren't even willing (laughs) to play for him this year again? If it's you know health related issues, I get it, but you definitely got to think about it from the Packers' point of view. Like, well, you committed for a year and then you uncommitted for that year, so I think we're just going to go in a different direction. But it really
1: uh, it depends on how things hold out too. If if it comes down to it. And they're just sitting there thinking, man, there's no other options. Hey, why don't you come back?
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> because, But there could be rookies and there could be other free agents. I don't really – we have no idea what's going to happen for this season. Yep. So
0: – got three days crazy. left, but we'll go through some of the main players right now and what they could mean to some fantasy football. And I'll start from the earliest uh, opt-outs. The very first one was Chiefs guard Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, who was a starter for them, um, and he's pretty decent player. Uh, will mm-hmm. it affect Patrick Holmes that much? Probably not a ton. Patrick Mahomes is a gunslinger, and he's going to get his points in fantasy football. Yeah. I wouldn't say like, oh no, he doesn't have his guard. You better not draft him. So no, yeah, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be what it is for them. Uh, DeAnthony Thomas, wide receiver for the Ravens. Not that he's a huge deal, but. I think for the Ravens, they like to have those gadget players to do stuff. And I was kind mm. of excited to see what they were going to do with D'Anthony Thomas with the weapons they got on that team. Not that it would be much for fantasy, but, you know. Oh, well, in the flag league was because I believe yes, he it could be. kicks. He does. So, yeah. Uh, then we got Chance Warmack for the Seahawks. He was not that great last year, but he was still a starting guard and Russell Wilson could use all the help he can get. It's not like they have Mm -hmm. the superstar offensive line, so losing any kind of a starter and whatnot could play a part in it. Again, I'm still fine with Russell Wilson. (laughs) If we play this season, I think he is going to be – uh, just, he's he's going to have a ton of points this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got. Yeah, nobody of note. Eh, but, uh, Danny Vitale for the Patriots. Fullback, obviously. There's a ton of Patriots since we're There's there. I will really go is. down the list of New England Patriots that have opted out. Running back, Brandon Bolden. Offensive tackle, Marcus Cannon. Safety, mm-hmm. Patrick Tong, Chung. Linebacker Dante Hightower, wide receiver Marquise Lee, who a lot of people were hoping could contribute this year, uh, offensive lineman Najee Toron, Danny Vitel, like I said, and tight end Matt Lacoste, who I believe his wife was pregnant and that's why he opted out. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's weird, kind of, that a ton of Patriots have opted out already. It. it Is that part of that Patriots culture where they're like, all right, you just, we're all a family here and just do what you need to do. And I I don't know. Yeah. I, I, as much as I don't like Belichick, I do think he is somebody
1: when you're on that team, he's actually good, good with you. Yeah. But I, I, it makes you, it makes you scratch your head. It's like, are they, Trying to pull a fast one. Is Belichick trying to figure something out here? Is he trying to smooth his way into this loophole? Like, what is he doing? Somehow,
0: some way, because all these players opted out, he's going to get six compensatory picks in next year's draft. (laughs) And that's, you know. And and on that same order, Seth asks, could opting out be the new holdout? Like, uh, we're obviously hoping it's only one year. But it is something you're not sure they could say it's for health reasons, but maybe they're doing it just to take a year off and have some negotiating power next year. I hope that's not what is happening, but it's always a possibility.
1: I'm sure there's some players, some of these guys that we've never heard of, they're opting out to get money and then not have to play, you know, because some of them probably weren't making that much anyway if they were going to play and they're just saying it's not worth the risk. So I could understand some of that, but some of these higher-end guys, they're opting out for good reasons for sure. Sure. Like they were in line to make some cash. Right. So I have to believe they're not opting out just to try and get something in return.
0: Uh, Then there's guard Larry Warford, who is a free agent, but – He graded Mm. out as the number 30 guard out of 82 qualifiers last year, so he was going to sign somewhere, but he voluntarily opted out. Uh, Defensive tackle Eddie Goldman for the Bears. That's actually a pretty decent one for them. He was a big part of their offensive line. Uh, We already mentioned Patrick Chung. Star Latulule for the Bills. Defensive tackle. He's been around a while, but he's still been – You know, pretty consistent, Uh, of course. Then there's Leo Kaloa Matangi for the Jets. Uh, Everybody knows who that is. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No, we had to look him up before the show. was like, oh, at least it was only Mosley. I was like, wait, no, I saw there was another Jets player. Like, wait, what? Leo Kaloa Matangi. Um, Honestly, never even heard of him. He dressed for two games last year and registered (laughs) zero snaps. So just so you know. Uh, Marquise Goodwin for the Eagles, obviously not the biggest fantasy impact. He could have been in the flag league, you know, deeper 16 yeah. team, bigger benches. And just as an Eagles fan, I was excited to have just, just a guy I mean, just run deep, yeah. just go deep. That's, that's all we need a couple of times a game. <laughs> Somebody
1: you recognize their name of. Yes, you can say that anyway. for sure. Uh, you already <laughs> mentioned Devin
0: Funchess. Uh, Now we're getting to some other, oh, Nate Solder for the Giants who wasn't the greatest last year, but, uh, or no, he actually was. Uh, good last year. He, I think he had a bad year a couple of years ago, something like that. Mm, but, uh, okay. for the giants and my boy Saquon Barkley for this year, that's not exactly uh, a good thing. It's interesting. To go. Um, uh, we've mentioned Damian Williams in the past. So, you know, fire up your CEHs yeah. and yeah. everybody draft him too high. So you can let Miles Sanders fall to us. Um, yeah. <laughs> What else do we got here? And, and nobody, Marquis Lee we mentioned, uh, CJ mm-hmm. Mosey mentioned, EJ Gaines for the Buffalo Bills, cornerback, who's yeah. been a, a decent guy over the years. He went on IR years, at the end yeah. of last year, but, you know, it, it's just another a position that if you have a good amount of people and some good starters, you're likely to have a better defense than, you know, the next team coming in. And EJ right. Gaines has been a decent starter. Yeah, uh,
1: and there's there's still a chance there's going to be more added to this list, of course.
0: So, of course, like I said, they've got until need... Thursday to yeah. opt out, so we'll have to discuss the rest of them. And who knows, maybe Allison I was just about to say okay. Geronimo Allison for the wide receiver <laughs> for the Lions. Um, so we're kind of excited if that leads Quintus Cephas to an expanded role in his first year. We're hoping. Yeah. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Matt Stafford just tested positive for COVID, so (laughs) we don't know what's going on there. I was actually high on Stafford this year. yeah, And he's got four kids under the age of four at home. That is a tough one. Uh, Then we've got uh, linebacker Josh Harvey Clemens for Washington, Jordan Lucas for the Bears. He was a big special teamer, so, I mean, Some of those guys are integral parts of your team, though we may not hear about them in fantasy football. And then the biggest one for today is right tackle Juwan James for the Broncos. Mm -hmm. All of you Drew Locke truthers out there coming Mm -hmm. into the year, that is a bit of a blow for Drew Locke's potential this year because he was was a good starter for them. And now they're going to have to go with – who Elijah Wilkinson, who uh, was had some foot surgery, uh, Garrett Bowles, who just kind of he had his fifth year option <laughs> declined. Like they had somebody there, and now they have to rely on some other guys. i was that...
1: say I don't even know who's the backups on that team. I don't right. pay that close uh, close attention to the starting tackles for, for that matter. So yeah, it's just it's going to be interesting for. Yeah, Drew Locke. I mean, who knows what's going to happen now with some of these guys? Because a lot of I'm seeing more offensive linemen than I'm seeing anything else, it seems like, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. There
0: is a bunch. Uh, I didn't bring up the positional one, but I believe yeah. offensive linemen and defensive linemen, both of those were mm-hmm. right near the top. And the bigger guys, I don't know if maybe yeah, there's uh, the health concerns thinking, you know,
1: in that I'm way. Big. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's very possible they're thinking, I'm I'm overweight. This isn't going to be good for me if I get it. So maybe they're not even thinking about their family. Maybe they're just thinking about themselves.
0: That is very, very possible. But to, I'll say it again, we'll end the show on a higher note. One way or the other, there will be fantasy football through Fantasy Fuel this year. Yes, they will. If we're not comfortable with, fantasy football because of the NFL and what they're doing, we're still going to do something.
1: We've got some ideas, and it sounds like it's going to be pretty fun if, in fact, we don't have fantasy football (laughs) normalized way of doing things. We have some ideas that we're definitely going to explore. we got to still discuss some of it, but it's going to be fun. So even if there is no football, you can still tune in the fantasy fuel because it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yes. We'll be doing a kind of a fantasy league. Again, I don't want to put out too much of it because I want this to be our idea going forward, because I am Mm -hmm. very excited about the possibilities and I don't want anybody to steal it, rip it off and do it before us just to say (laughs) they did it before us. But uh, we'll be doing that. I think we're going to play some Madden this year on stream. Mm If You're on Twitch. We'll Well, be doing that. We could, get a giant listener league on Madden. If there's enough people out there that want to take the teams over, maybe we even just simulate and you just be a GM or <laughs> something. Totally I mean, there's, there's a possibility <laughs> and we could have long streams. Whoever wants to join in, you know, on stream and play live, we can, mm-hmm. we can do that as well. So there's a lot of options. We are not going to be uh, disappearing if there's no fantasy football like you mm-hmm. are used to. We will still right. be around and doing something. <laughs> I just can't say exactly what yet, but <laughs> it's in the works. we got to get it all on paper and make sure that it's viable, and then we'll go right. from there. But um, I guess that is probably going to do it for us. Uh, we've got one more show to do quick, the Back Row Jets Show in which we're going to dive deep into the C.J. Mosley opting out and Mm -hmm. some other little tidbits of information. But look forward to the next episode of the Backroad Jet Show. We're going to have an interview with a former New York Jets scout. So stay tuned for that one. We'll have some more information on that. We'll be recording that one in a couple of days, and I think that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, that'll do it for us on Fantasy Fuel. I appreciate you watching on Twitch, listening out there in podcast land. And uh, don't forget to stay fueled up during the (laughs) non-preseason.